You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is the running man himself. The one the the dance was based after. (laughs) And you cannot tell me otherwise. Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I, as he said, am the running man. I just finished up a nice two-mile run today, and I have myself some Pop-Tarts, so... It's a pretty good day so far. The breakfast breakfast of champions. Yes. It was mini Pop-Tarts, too. Important. What flavor? Uh, These are strawberry. I wanted... Okay, right, because the mini mini Pop-Tarts don't come in every flavor yet. I wanted brown cinnamon, like the normal-sized Pop-Tarts, but apparently since both my uh, one sibling came back from college, he ate them all along with my sister while I was up here last night. So that was a little sad. I was like, College students eating all the Pop-Tarts sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, but (laughs) mini Pop-Tarts will do. Hey, what could he? Can you make that? You could probably make those like a, a cereal, right? You probably could. Like if you put them in a bowl with the milk, you just have pop tart cereal. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good it'd be though after like the initial like first couple minutes because it would get soggy. Ugh. But Ugh. if you like and find a way to keep them like crispy, then yeah, that could be a hell of a good cereal. It'd be like Frosted Flakes on crack somehow. You know what's actually a good way I've heard to keep your cereal from not getting soggy fast? How so? By doing the most blasphemous thing and pouring the milk first. That would make sense, yeah. We'd just be on top of it and not being poured over it. Exactly, which I thought was interesting. I was like, huh, why don't we embrace this more? I don't know. I'm going to try it next time I have cereal. Funnily enough, the brother that ate the Pop-Tarts does that exact thing for that exact reason. He says, I don't want no... Very interesting. He's like, I don't want no soggy cereal. That's fair. Soggy... Some some cereal is good soggy. Some is, but... Some also go from, like, amazing to, why can't you just be not soggy? Oh, the most prime example of uh, a bad soggy, of a ba- of a cereal that's, like, amazing and then is terrible when it's soggy is Fruity Pebbles. Oh. Uh. Because <laughs> Fruity Pebbles, yeah. Fruity Pebbles are, Fruity Pebbles are great for, like, maybe five minutes, but then after that it's just, like, a slurry of milk and fruity pebble. Yes. And you can't tell which is which anymore. Mm-hmm. You better be eating that shit fast. Yeah, dude. If you have a bowl of fruity pebbles, you've got to scarf it down or or you're going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the cereal you prefer, Soggy? I prefer Soggy? Yeah. Uh, let me think about this for a second. What would you got? I like, I like, I like Captain Crunch a little soggier. I know that sounds weird because it's Captain Crunch, mm. but, you know... It's it's good. I think it's good, crunchy, but it's also dangerous because that shit rips up the roof of your mouth. Mm. So when it's soggy, it still tastes good, but it doesn't hurt as much to eat. True. I think I'm gonna cheat here a bit and say frosted mini wheats. 
frosted mini wheats. I can't eat frosted mini wheats. I don't like them. I don't I know why. Everyone's a lot of people are super hype about them and I don't and I don't I don't get it. They're so good. They're great when they're not when they're dry, but when they're soggy and they just get just soft enough that you can buy oh. I hey man. I mean I'm an old man though. Like I like fucking raisin bran. So <laughs> Who look, look, raisin bran is good. Those those sugar those sugar coated raisins like amazing. Uh, Top notch. I'll eat raisin bran any day of the week. Like give me a cereal that's give me a cereal that's just like like you know how Captain Crunch did oops all berries? Yeah. Give me raisin bran that's just oops all raisins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just all raisins. Fuck the bran. <laughs> Just it, it would completely ruin the 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 health aspect they're going for because all it is is just raisins coated in sugar. But mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, I have no good transition from here all to right. the actual show. Uh, so we we are we, we you all know why we're here. We're here in, uh, to review some independent wrestling. Uh, we watched mm-hmm. and uh, sorry sorry about last week's episode. It kind of fell into the aethers. Uh, I had a weird a weird issue when I was transferring <sighs> some files from one hard drive to another. Makes me uh, and I lost a bunch of stuff and it was so I'm not happy about it. But uh, we're gonna bounce back. We're gonna recover. We're still gonna give you the double down from last week. We'll go a little more into it since we didn't hear last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, but. We will get there. We will talk about uh, a few of the matches that we we took a look at. But we're gonna start off with uh, the matches we teased you with over uh, uh, over. Well, they didn't even hear the teasing. Actually, I don't even think because we. No. They, yeah, we're, we're gonna. So t- so let's. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit you with the matches we watched this week. And Zach, uh, why don't we give him a teaser? What two matches did you bring to the table this week? So this week I brought Matt Myers versus Robbie X at Proving Ground Wrestling. Cool. And then I brought Genocide and Holly Dead going against Viperus and Harlow O'Hara, a.k.a. The Essence, at Title Match Wrestling Network's Ladies' Night Out. Very, very cool. This week I brought to the table Pastor William Ever versus Ricky Combat from CCW. That is Celtic Championship Wrestling. Ooh. Uh, and I also brought to you Harley Shadows versus Shauna Reed versus Harley Fairfax from... Or I sorry, ICS wrestling. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to get into our matches this week. I don't think I recognize any of the names you said, so I'm very excited to hear how those matches went. I didn't either. I didn't either. But a pe- but the the cap. You know what? The caption on the YouTube video says WWE AEW Indie Women's Wrestling. So okay, so they're which video? For so that one would of that them. Be? One of them probably showed up at some point on one of those brands. Probably. Which video was that? Got it under. Yeah, that's a triple threat. Uh, Haley Shadow, Shauna Reed, and ha- uh, Harley Fairfax has the the, the WWE AEW mm. AEW Indie Women's Wrestling tag. So it's like I don't know who showed up where, but apparently one of them showed up somewhere because whatever gets I the lo- hits. <laughs> I love when indie wrestling companies do that, where they just start typing in like random big companies that that maybe they've been in like one time. Yeah, like a like, dark match. Yeah, like come watch our video, please, please. But yeah, this uh, uh, women's triple threat match that I have has less than a thousand views uh, and three whole comments. So it's uh, this this one I pulled from the depths. I say that is from the depths of the ocean right there. Yeah, and then we have a, the match we both watch, which I'm very excited about, which we will get to later. We'll save that for a big surprise at the end. Mm-hmm. All right, so who started off? I guess in the who started off on the episode that flew into the aether last week. 
Uh, I remember that I finished it because they didn't hear it, but I had two John Silver matches, so and I finished with the tag match, and then we did the match we watched together, and then I went to another John Silver match. So if you finish, that means I went first, so why don't you kick us off? Okay. All right. So let's start off with the match that I picked because I wanted to watch a Holly Dead match, which would be the Genocide Holly Dead versus Vipers and Harlow Hera match. Because as okay. if anyone's watched this show long enough or consistently enough, you know that I love Holly Dead. I love Holly Dead. Yes. I love Thunder Rosa. They are amazing. And I've been wanting to see a match for Genocide in a for a while now. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I mm-hmm. actually saw a great match with Viperus a while a couple weeks back that Mikey watched. Yes. And Harlow O'Hara had a great look when I when it looked up her Twitter page. So I was like, all right, this match can be probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, it just, it just seems like a, a culmination of everything just going right for you, huh? Yeah. Uh, this match was, I, I, I mean, yeah, basically I summed it up. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's a fine match. Backstory of this match is basically that Viperus and O'Hara are a tag team that I referred to before as the Essence. Mm-hmm. While Genocide and Holly Dead are currently in a small feud at, at this time of the match at Mission Pro Wrestling, which is Thunder Rosa's wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure them tagging went great. Then. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> the two of them will actually are actually going to be having a match against each other in a couple weeks as well. So it's kind of like the story of can they work together? So you is s- this match recent then? This match is pretty recent, I recall correctly. Well, let me find the actual date because I know that the match after this that they have is fairly recent. Yeah, April 13th. This match happened of this year. Okay. Okay. Recent Very cool. match. Try to find something at least a little bit recent. So, this match starts off with Holly Dead crawling on all fours and trying to psych out Viperus, only for Viperus to just get on her knees and just go face-to-face with Holly Dead, and O'Hara has to come in and pull Viperus away before things get a bit too weird, and she tags okay, herself and being like, I got her, I got weird. her, you don't, don't, let's just not, and then as Holly Dead's like, alright, I'm gonna beat your ass, because you know Holly Dead talks mad shit whenever she wrestles. Oh, uh, of course. Genocide, of course, tags herself in. Yep. And Holly Dead's just kind of like, what the fuck? And Genesis like, get out of the way. I got this. Why did you do that? That's a su- That basically sums up their entire tag team uh, relationship there, aside of uh, when they actually fight together, which I'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. So O'Hara gets a few strikes in on Genocide, but Genocide no-sells it, and in response hits her with a lariat that knocks her to the mat, which Yikes. forces O'Hara to crawl between her legs to tag Vipers to escape her. So Genocide <laughs> then tags Holly Dead in reluctantly. Okay. Uh, one thing I will say that I did not mention is that Genocide is a big woman along with Holly Dead. These two are powerhouses in the ring. And if Yeah, sounds uh, about right. What's Gen- Genocide has a... I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Has it actually a, an interesting look to her? Okay. She's kind of like a robot, but she's got face oh. paint on to make herself look like a robot. Interesting. Like, her nickname is the Bionic Beast, if I recall correctly. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you would get a kick out of it. Oh, I'm sure I would. So, let's see. So now Vipers and Holly Dead are back into the ring as the match, when the match started off like this. And uh, mm-hmm. so Holly Dead just shoves Vipers to the ground and throws her into the corner because she's Holly Dead and she's strong as hell. But Vipers yeah. rolls out of it and t- tries to retake control of the drop kick, only to get booted in the face by Holly Dead. She picks Oof. up Vipers by her head while she's talking shit to her tag partner, saying, like, this is how you get things done. And as she is, uh, this is how you get things done. This is, and as she's basically talking shit, she gives Vipers enough time to recover that she's able to rake her eyes and blind her for Yikes. a second. But once she gets her vision back, uh, Holly Dead tries to attack her, and Vipers goes into a wheelbarrow position on Holly Dead, 
and then throws her face first into the mat. Oh, no. So then she drags Holly dead to the corner so that she and O'Hara can do some double-team offense on her, which is them throwing, getting her in the corner and doing consecutive, like, a body slash from O'Hara and then a drop kick from Viper in the face and then a suplex by both of them. Just standard tag work. Yep. Holly dead crawls to the ropes and is somehow able to actually get to her corner and Genocide tags herself in and immediately takes control of the match by uh, putting O'Hara in the corner where she nails a running back elbow and then a huge big boot to her face. Nice. And then in a... <laughs> In a shot I wrote in here, in a shocking turn of events after this, Genocide actually brings O'Hara to her corner and willingly tags Holly Dead in, and they start their own tag team offense maneuvers. Um, Let's see, this would be a big boot from the face of Genocide, followed by a leg drop from Holly Dead. Nice. Genocide then tries to cover O'Hara, but she's not the legal person anymore, so Holly Dead pushes her off saying, I'm legal, stupid, and, <laughs> and get, goes to pin O'Hara, but she kicks out of it. Holly Dead then... Tags in Genocide, who then knees the hell out of O'Hara, and she tries to hit her, a jumping splash on her on the corner again, but this time she dodges it and nails her with a super kick and then a drop kick from the middle rope. Nice. Genocide is then forced to tag Holly dead in this time again, who then spears okay. O'Hara into the corner and sucker punches Vipers in the face while she's on the apron. Ooh. Because Holly dead takes no prisoners. Brutal. Genocide then gets in Holly Dead's face because I'm pretty sure at this point Holly Dead had talked so much shit at her that she was talking more shit in the ring about how like this is this is what you need to do to get it done. You're this is you're just being bad right now. You're just you're just being you're bad dragging right me now. down, bro. And <laughs> they're supposed to be working together, but you kind of had a feel that this wasn't going to last very long. So they're yeah. arguing, shoving each other. The essence then gets into the ring and attacks them while and while the two of them try to fight back, they end up on the outside. Vipers then hits a crossbody from the top rope. They get Genocide into the ring, and Vipers hits her with a code breaker, and O'Hara falls is up with a super kick. Okay. However, nice. Holly Dead then rolls back into the ring, knocks Vipers down with a crow's line, destroys O'Hara with her amazing-looking spine buster. Very nice. This then leads to Holly talking more shit to Jenna, how she can't handle these two, but she can by herself. She then gets uh, them in a fireman's carry position and starts to argue with Genocide. So the Essence do get out of it, but neither of them, neither Genocide nor Holly are having any of these two actually having any offense after this. Mm-hmm. So they kick each of them in the face and simultaneously hit their finisher on each of them. That would be the Angel Wings for Holly and then the Tombstone from Jenna. Got it. To get them for the win. This match was a nice. lot more of a squash match than I was hoping it would be. <laughs> but it did get me excited for their match. And after the fact... So, unsurprisingly, after this match, the two of them actually argue some more. And then finally, it boils over, and they actually start to scrap in the ring. And they end up tumbling out Mm -hmm. of the ring, go through the merch table, out the back door of the school they're wrestling in, and then the camera cuts. (laughs) Out the back door of the school they're wrestling in. And uh, these two actually, as I looked it up, I believe had a False Counts Anywhere match at uh, Mission Pro Wrestling a few weeks after this match. That, that seems that seems about right. That I'll probably be watching. <laughs> that yeah, I bet. That sounds right <laughs> up your alley. Yeah. But yeah, this match was fine. Like like a lot of it, as you could tell, was a lot of Holiday and Genocide just arguing and beating each other up. But the wrestling was fine. Which is very funny. Because considering they were a tag team. There was just a t- I just I mean the moment I saw Holly Dead on a team with Genocide and she was talking shit to her, I'm like, this is just gonna be the whole match and I This can't is wait. gonna be great. <laughs> Jenna was just like, bitch, stop fucking talking shit. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get. So, what do you? What do you give? What, oh, what yeah. did you give this one again? Great. Uh, I forgot. I meant to say, it. give it the meh. Gotcha. Fine. Okay. I thought. I thought I just missed it or something. Uh, it was kind of. I. It, I might have just missed it. Missed it. Honestly. 
Hey, all right, so we got a match to start us off. Okay, my first match this week, we got Haley Shadows taking on Shauna Reed, taking on Haley Fairfax from ICS Wrestling. Mm. Uh, really quick disclaimer off the top here. Uh, commentary said one stupid thing, so I muted them the whole time. Wow. <laughs> I'd ask what the stupid thing was, but I can only imagine what it was that you were I, like, I'm not I'd listening rather- to I'd rather not repeat ah, it. Right. Uh, it's it, it was it was really dumb and not needed at all. Um, nice. So yeah, and I didn't really I, it didn't really vibe well with me. So I just muted them and watched the match silent. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching a silent movie, basically. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, I was like, it's not fair for me to shut off this match and go watch another one because the commentary is bad. That's not the wrestler's fault. So I'm, I'm gonna watch the wrestling. You know. Fair enough. All right, so this one, uh, this is a triple threat match. However, uh, Haley Shadows and Shauna Reed are actually a tag team going into this one. Oh, uh, they are the Daughters of Darkness. Ooh, I like uh, the name. And ha- and Harley and Harley Fairfax is by herself. So basically, what we have is a handicap match on our hands. Oh, my uh, God. it's it's a lot. The, the the this match starts off with. Uh, Haley and Shauna trying to beat up Har- like be- like trying to beat up Harley, but Harley keeps fighting them both off. Harley's throwing them around the ring, and then they finally end up getting the upper hand and start double teaming uh, Harley Fairfax like this whole matchup. Mm. Uh, however, it is a triple threat match at the end of the day. Yep. And at one point, Haley Shadows goes for a pin on Fairfax, and Shauna Reed doesn't take too kindly to that, so she rips her off of uh, Fairfax and. Uh, Haley and Shauna start arguing. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Why are you getting the pin? I did just as much work. I need that pin too." <laughs> She's like, "Wait, I gotta win. I don't want to lose." So they just argue over who gets the pin, and then they start having a fight. So their their team breaks down. Their team. It's weird though, because like their team like breaks down and they start like fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but while they're fighting each other, whenever Fairfax gets to her feet, they just like put put whatever differences they had aside, beat up Fairfax again, and then go back to fighting each other. Uh. <laughs> it's, like, so inconsistent. It's like, we're a team. No, we're not. We're a team. No, we're not. <laughs> the babyface except, shut the fuck up. This is not your match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but Fairfax does finally eventually get back to her feet uh, and starts beating them both down uh, when they're distracted by arguing each other. Uh, she's She's tearing them up, and then... Uh, they get like a they get one move off on her, like one double team move off on her, mm-hmm. and Shadows goes for the pin again. And once again, Shauna Reed's like, "Hey, stop that! <laughs> we both like I don't want to lose. You don't want to lose. We're gonna have to fight." And th- while they're arguing, the ref is like trying to break them apart. But like during their argument, Haley Fair or sorry Harley Fairfax sneaks up behind them. And rolls them both up oh. and gets the one, two, three oh, on both of them. Oh <laughs> my god. And Harley ends up winning this match. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so this is this was a quick one. A quick one. Uh this was a quick match. But it was it was kind of funny, you know? I, I liked I liked the dynamic throughout the whole match of the, the, the basically the handicap match that with the tag team that breaks down in the middle. Um and they just keep arguing with each other, and their arguing ends up leading to their downfall, you know? Mm-hmm. And they both end up getting pinned at the same time. So neither of them win, neither of them won, but they definitely both lost. <laughs> uh, which I thought was very funny. 
so yeah, this one was like fine. It was it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything crazy. There was no like crazy barn burner spots to talk about clearly because I literally just talked about how like like what what what, what like the, the the tag team dynamic in this match. Mm-hmm. There was there was nothing like very standout-ish about this match. I just really liked the dynamic, and I think uh, Haley and Shauna did a great job of, like, playing this, like, cocky tag team mm. uh, who was, like, dominating and, like, showing off and to the crowd, uh, and and they played, like, the breakdown of, like, hey, why are you trying to steal the win from me? Very well. Nice. Uh, and I thought it was pretty funny, so I'm gonna give this one, I'm gonna give this one the Matt as well. Uh, I thought it was neat. It was pretty okay. Uh, Harley Fairfax getting the pin on both of them I thought was really good. Uh, like, like not only did she get a roll-up, but she just, like, grabbed both of them and was like, and you're both coming with me. And get rolled up. Yeah. Uh, and it was really good. So I give, I give this one a meh. Uh, from ICS Wrestling, Haley Shadows versus Shauna Reed versus Harley Fairfax. Like, this is the match with less than a thousand views mm. uh, over on YouTube. So go check it out uh, when you get the chance. Nice. Yeah. Two minutes to start. But also, mute, but also mute commentary. Mute commentary. Not worth it. Anyway, nice. your, what, what's your second match of the week? So my second match would be the Matt Myers and Robbie X match. So this match had a backstory, uh, like a mini story going into it that I did the research to figure out what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. So this match is a champion versus champion match, but it's not what you'd expect. It's tag team Why? champions fighting against each other. Te- that counts. <laughs> yes, and as technically I technically correct, yeah, yes, technically correct. And as I learned later, this was the first match these two had together in the ring after winning the title. So they won the titles, and then the next match they had together was this match. Uh, all right, all right. Very interesting uh, team building exercise is what I took from that. <laughs> Very interesting team building exercise. <laughs> they, they just want to get to know each other in the ring better. Yeah. So, uh, this match starts off with a Colin Ubble tie-up, which Myers gets the best by flipping X to the mat using his wrist. The two then tie up again, but this time X gets the upper hand with a wrist lock that Myers then gets out of. Uh, and then mm-hmm. he takes, I believe he, uh, yeah, he takes X to the mat with a headlock, and then X bounces out of it and does a kip up to get to his feet and goes to the apron to catch his breath. Very cool. The two at this, by the way, a little theme right this match is that the two of them are constantly trying to hype up the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, like, it has a mixture... I have a mixture of feelings on that. Because on okay. one end, there are points where, like, I was like, yeah, I'm getting pumped. And other times where I was like, I get it. I get it. We're good. You We're can, good. You, you, can, can, you can wrestle. You, we don't need to be hyped up anymore. There was, like, one kid in the crowd that was super into it every time they clapped. So I was like, you know what? If the kids are happy... Like, no, there's more than one kid. What am I kidding? I'm like, if the kids are happy and getting hyped up, then I, I guess it works. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for me. Yeah, though. right? It's like, uh, if you're getting everybody excited, I guess it's fine. Yeah, at least at least some people are having fun with it. So yeah. um, X, after he pops up, runs the ropes for a bit and handsprings over Myers and hits him with a Hurricane Rana and finishes off with a monkey flip from the corner, which looked great. Okay. But Myers actually sticked the landing on it. Ooh, and nice. X has this expression of like, well, shit, <laughs> as he's in the corner. And Myers kind of does like the like um, the little like where he takes his fingers and puts it's like you were this close, this close mm-hmm. to getting me. Was it like was it like that that one famous wrestling gif everyone knows about uh, from New Japan? Kinda in a sense of more so like when he flipped it, he turned around and saw he's like, oh motherfucker, as he's just like laying in the corner like shit, and he's just kinda looking right at him doing like the, you were that close. Gotcha, that gotcha, close. gotcha. Though that gif, I will never not love that gif. 
It's always it's it is very it is a very very <laughs> good gift. Oh my god! All right, so um, the two again lock up. This time they have their um with their their this time they're grab they're uh, locking it with their hands instead of being collar and elbow. Mm-hmm. And X is actually able to get the upper hand, uh, hitting the classic luchador springboard arm drag from the top of the ropes. If to any okay. of you that don't know what that is, that's basically just Ray Phoenix's uh, AEW arm drag from the, from the uh, top ropes that you see him do all the time, where he like hops yeah. over on the ropes. It's that, not as I fast, love, but still. I love, I love when moves are. I love when I love when moves are made springboard yes. for no reason. No reason at all. Just looks. It just looks good. Hmm. So this sends Myers to the apron, and X then tries to handspring off of him, uh, like as he's getting into the ring, but he gets out of the way because he sees it. Mm. But then Very when he gets nice. back on the apron, uh, X shoulders him in the gut, then jumps over the ropes and hits him with, um, and hits a snapmare on him. Very nice. So then the two, <laughs> the two then try to hit each other with a cutter, but they each okay. counter it and stop it because they're tag team partners, I assume. So they both know what the other one's going to go for. That makes sense. So then they take another breather. And they call an elbow tie-up once another, again. Another breather. That is a Great. theme in this match. A lot of breathers and then a collar and elbow tie-up over and over again. Just taking some breaks. Taking some breaks in this match. Because I guess the two of them are like, well, we're tag team partners. We should probably not want to kill each other. True. So Myers ends up throwing X to the turnbuckle this time, which he gets out of by jumping over Myers as he goes towards him. And then he, and I'm pretty sure I wrote this, he flexes for no reason on him by just doing a double flip, like handspring flip into the opposite corner. I remember thinking to myself, that was unnecessarily complicated, <laughs> but you know what? You okay. didn't need to do that. <laughs> now you're just showing off. Now you're showing off. So Myers goes to run at him, but um, he jumps over him again, this time arm dragging him out and flipping into, like, he kind of arm drags him out of the corner and then flips in front of him and drop kicks him in the face. Mm-hmm. So X stays controller for a bit until Myers is able to counter an Irish whip into the corner and hit a German suplex and then a fantastic-looking big boot into X's face. It's probably one of the best-looking moves of the, of the match, to be honest. It was like kind of mm-hmm. gave me like Kane vibes, where like when he got hit in the face, I was like, "Oh, that! Oh, you you shouldn't be getting it from that one." So then yeah. X goes to the outside to recover for a bit again, but once he gets back in the ring, Myers just immediately beats him down, is in firm control of this match. He gets X in a chin lock, but X quickly gets out of it and sends Myers to the outside, and then he handsprings back to the outside when he gets on the apron, which knocks him off. Nice. X then follows him to the outside and then hits a smooth-looking sequence, which was his... This is the actual... I'm remembering this now. That one... The boot looked great. This was my favorite thing of the match. Okay. He hit a spin kick to the gut, a chop to the chest, and then he got thrown towards the ring, and he hit an awesome 619 between the apron and the bottom rope into Myers' face. Hell yeah. He then tossed him into the ring and hit a shooting star press on him, followed by a European uppercut. Very cool. Very good-looking sequence. So X then goes for another uppercut, and Myers then turns that into a sunset flip. And when that doesn't work, he slams X face first into the turnbuckle and then hits another German suplex. Then a code breaker from the top rope. Nice. The two then try to roll each other up until X is able to actually come out on top with a La Magistral cradle for the win. For those of you mm-hmm. that don't know, that is Orange Cassidy's mouse trap. Or at least oh, nice. Okay. I, I looked up the actual name for it because I was curious. It's called La Magistral cool. cradle. So, yeah, God, he rolls him up a, for the win. A, I love the mousetrap. It's such a good-looking move. Very it's simple so to do, too. So, yeah, X actually uh, wins this with a roll-up. And then after the match, and I looked up their names to make sure I got this right, Jack Turner and Miles Kamen come out. And uh, 
this is where they actually told me that they this is their first match again. They're like, what kind of champions fight each other on the first match they have after winning the belts? And then they said, we're going to show you a real tag team, a real tag team, one that's worthy of being the champions. And then they storm the ring and attack the champions, but of course, it's just beaten back in the end. Okay. And that that's how this ends. Oh, very, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I looked this up too. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I believe these two are the number one contenders for it because they won a tag title match before this at the show before this. Because mm-hmm. I looked up a bit, so I was like, "What? The, what was the deal with this?" <laughs> uh, you can tell by my expression. This? this match was again fine. Oh yeah, that's what it seems like. It seems like it was okay. It was okay. There were no botches. Wrestling was solid. I didn't love the br- all the breaks they took in between, but granted, I'd rather them taking breaks than being gassed in the middle of the match. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, that's fair. The, like I said before, the hyping up of the crowd the entire, a lot of the time I was kind of like, I could do without this, but okay. Yeah, okay, okay. understandable. So yeah, I give it, I'm going to give it a meh. All right, all right. Uh, it's a shame sounds, y'all were not here right. for last week's episodes, because I had <sighs> a lot better matches, honestly. Listen. <laughs> but hey, it's, you can't do anything about it. They'll hear about at least the one I thought was better when we get to the double down. Yeah. All right. So, my second match this week, we got Pastor William Ever taking on Ricky Combat from Celtic Championship Wrestling. Uh, this is a like a crossover match. Basically, is the the story here is Ricky Combat. I, I believe Ricky Combat is from Celtic Championship Wrestling, while Pastor William Ever is from Progress Wrestling. Oh, okay, Progress. Yeah. So there is like a little bit of a crossover match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this one. Uh, it, it to to start it off, it's lots of tests of strength. Like these two are really like shoving each other around, trying to see who's got the upper hand. Like mm-hmm. really battling each other to the mat. Uh, and then to get out of one of the holds, Ricky Combat shows off that uh he's got he's got some agility to to he, he like he does that thing where he like springs off of his head, mm-hmm. you know, to Ooh. get out of it. Okay, yeah. Uh, to get out of, like, a wrist lock or something like that. Like, he does it like that. It's it's really neat. Uh, then, then there's one point where they're, uh, fighting it out, uh, and th- they get to the apron, uh, and Ever knocks combat to the floor. Mm. And then Ever, again, who has been showing off strength this match, goes, let me show you something real quick, and just launches himself over the top rope oh my. at Ricky Combat. Jesus, okay. With a, with a big crossbody. Uh, and takes him out on the outside. Uh, then they then they start fighting on the outside, and um, there's this one really cool point where uh, it looks like Ever's going for like a like a flying forearm or mm-hmm. something to to Ricky Combat while, like on the floor. Yeah, and Combat just like squats down and just catches him and oh. gets him in like gets him in like the snake eyes position and oh. just runs him into the ring post. Ooh, yeah, like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very very cool. Uh, and then Ricky throws uh, Ever back in the ring, goes for the pin. Ever kicks out. Uh, they start fighting again, and uh, Ricky uh, Ever goes to hit like a sunset flip pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's one point where he's running the ropes, and he and he goes over for the sunset flip, but Ricky rolls through back to his feet and just hits a front drop kick on Ever. Damn. All uh, right, that was very very cool. Uh. And then, and then they both get back to their feet, and uh, Eager gets the upper hand, throws Ricky into the corner, and he goes for something called the Holy Trinity Elbows. Oh, okay. 
which is he he Irish whips somebody into the corner, follows him up, runs, hits an elbow, mm-hmm. throws him into the other corner, follows him up, runs, hits an elbow, and does the same thing a third time. Mm-hmm. What happened here was uh, he hit he hit the two Holy Trinity elbows, goes for that third one. Uh, Ricky Combat is able to like you know like when they duck down and like throw him over the top, mm-hmm. like when they're running into the corner. Yeah, throws him over the top. Uh, Ever lands on his feet on the apron. Uh, he elbows elbows Ricky Combat, so he backs off. Ever goes to the top rope and hits a diving European uppercut. Ooh, uh, to take Combat out, uh, which was very very sick. And I thought it was going to be the end of the match because, damn, did this uppercut look brutal. Ooh, sounds brutal. Uh, like, the impact, like, it looked like there was definitely, he definitely didn't pull the punch, let's just say. It looked like a heavy <laughs> shot. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, but Ricky does end up kicking out, and the match continues. Uh, and Ricky is able to... Ricky's able to get back to his feet and get uh and hit hit his go to sleep finish his finishers are go to sleep mm-hmm. uh so he hits the go to sleep but he hits it so hard that Ever like stumbles out of the ring oh my god and falls to the floor so uh Ricky has to go out and get him throw him back in goes for the pin one two and then like two and three quarters Ever kicks out. Ooh. It was so close, but, uh, you know, uh, he got that time to recover a little bit on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he picks him up, goes for a second GTS, a, another go to sleep, a second one, to finish it off. But as he's coming down, Ever catches the leg and just flips him around and hits him with a fisherman suplex. Oh. Yeah, sick looking. It looks so smooth. He, like, just, like, grab, put, huh, and just throws him. That, that. That made sense, right, audience? All my sound effects? I'm sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound effects. Uh, yeah. So he, he hits a fisherman suplex. That was really sick. Um, and then, but even after the fisherman suplex, uh, combat kicks out again. These two get the, back to their feet, have a little bit of a cool sequence, but then uh, Ever hits like a forearm that kind of rocks Ricky. Uh, and while Ricky is rocked, he is able to hit a, like, uh, a, a pretty big, a pretty big lariat, oh uh, got a pretty good running start off the ropes, and it looked like he just lariated his head off. <laughs> like, he ripped him apart, uh, took him down, uh, he gets the one, two, three, uh, and wins the match after the huge lariat, but there was a li- it seemed like everyone was confused by that finish. Oh, really? It feels like it feels like it wasn't supposed to be the finish, hmm. but it ended up being the finish because I think the ref may have miscounted or something because the the commentary did not do a very good job of like covering it up because they oh. were like they were like oh I don't know it looks a little confusing out there I don't know what's going on and then I look I think I think this one's over I think Pastor William Beaver has won this one and it's, it's like, like what it's like you can't, what do you mean don't, bro he... don't point it out. <laughs> Don't to point out that it wasn't supposed to be the finish, bro. Just, just go along with just it. Just go man. along that he won. That Larry looked brutal enough to be called to, to be the finish. It's fine. Don't oh, worry about it. Man, that that's a little sad. Yeah, it, it seemed it, like it seemed there would be a bit of confusion, which kind of like it kind of deflated me just a little bit, but not like enough that this was like a bad match. It sounded like a great match, honestly. Yeah, no, the rest of the match was the rest of the match was awesome. Uh, these these two like these two. It was a slobber knocker, a Donnie Brook, if you will. A Donnie um, Brook. 
<laughs> Dude, I was watching a stream the other day. So I watched I watched these these Canadian streamers, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard the most Canadian sentence I've ever heard. Uh somebody was they were playing they were playing magic, right? They were playing like magic the magic yeah. together like on on their online client. Mm-hmm. And one guy called another card a hoser. A hoser? Because like the card, because because when in, in Magic it's like it's like oh that card hoses me. It's like that card is just like really oh, good okay. against your deck. Uh, he he called the card a hoser, and then the other guy was like, "What did you just call me?" Oh, and, then, and then somebody like there's like there's like four from on the stream, and then another person from the back was like, "What?" Is, he's like, "Come on, sir, you can't just say that." <laughs> and he's like, and then and then this guy responds with the most Canadian sentence I've ever heard, and he just goes, "We're going into round two of a Donnybrook. I'll call him a hoser if I need to." Oh my god! I was like, "Holy shit!" That was the most hockey fight. That was the most like hockey fight thing I've ever heard in my entire life. God, that's beautiful. That was like single handedly the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. Literally ever. Anyway, back on track. Master <laughs> William Ever wins this match. Uh, it was it was solid. Like I said, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was it was a solid fight. These two uh. Not it was a slobber knocker, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, like the ending was a little weird, but I don't think it, it took away from it too much because, like I said, the lariat looked like it was hard enough to be a believable finish, you know? Yeah, like it really looked like he took his head off with this thing. So I, I, I was so when he got the pin, I wasn't like, oh, really? That's how it ends. I was like, oh, okay, this finisher must be a lariat, you know? Yeah, like I, I didn't even think twice about it, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought twice about it if commentary didn't say anything. Damn you, commentary! That's twice now you've gotten. Uh, commentary has done you dirty. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like they they were good the rest of the match. It was just say, like, a, there was just it was just the ending. Just the ending. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't have to watch this one on mute, so that's yeah, something. that's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one was good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a high meh just to just to wrap this up. I'll give it a high meh. Uh, it was solid. I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, these two put on a, a solid match. We like to hear. Alright, so that that is both of our matches this week, so why don't we get into the match we both took a look at. We took a look at a match from Ring of Honor. We got Tony Deppen taking on none other than Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Does he still go by Hot Sauce, or is that outdated now? Uh, I think, I know Tony called him it, but he's named Tracy Williams in Ring of Honor's thing, but at the same time on Twitter, he also still has Hot Sauce in his name, so I'm gonna go with yes. Wait, does he still Hot Sauce? I believe he still has Hot Sauce in his name, yes. Oh, he has hot sauce in his name. I thought you said he sells hot sauce. If he sells hot, I, I would say if, if if hot sauce Tracy Williams sells hot sauce, I am buying a bottle right. Literally, I will buy a bottle literally right now. If he doesn't, he should. <laughs> All right, why don't you know? I'm gonna go look that up. Uh, why don't you? So so why don't you get into this match? This is this is like a this this turned out to be the story behind this one. We got a nice we got a nice couple of promos before this match started to, yes, to show us uh to, to give us the story behind this one and the story behind this one. Is that it is? Uh, they are both representing factions here. Well, first off, actually, it's a title match, the television title for the Ring of Honor television title. Yeah, and uh, it is. Uh, it seems to be a, a war of the factions here between Tracy Williams' faction, the Foundation, and uh, faction Tony Deppin is in Violence Unlimited. Yes. Uh huh. So this this is a, a very uh, a match with a lot of stakes. Let's just say bragging yes. rights on the line, title on the line. Mm-hmm. There's also big a, time matchup here. There's also a personal aspect to you too, because according to Deppin, last time he fought Tracy Williams, Tracy beat him into the mat and destroyed him. Yikes. So this is him trying to get a redemption for the loss he took to him last time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing going into this is that Tracy is actually a double champ at the time before this, as this match was starting. He's the tag champion and the television champion. He had to defend both the titles at Ring of Honor's last pay-per-view, and he did successfully. I think he's the only person in Ring of Honor history to do so, or one of the few. So a uh, lot on the line going into this match. Uh, and I actually really like how, uh, before this match starts, uh, Williams offers his shake, his, a handshake, to Deppin. Because yes. the Foundation believes in the, in the principle of honor above all else. Whereas Violence Limited believes that you can have violence as well. Yes. There's, there's I, honor I, and I violence like, as well. I love, I love that dichotomy that's happening. It's like that, that pure wrestling versus like the, the you, you could still have an all-out war mm-hmm. and it be honorable. You yes. Know? And I think if I recall correctly, yeah, Deppin actually accepts, but he aggressively accepts it. And yes. it, per- it basically is just a good way to show anyone like me or Mikey that isn't entirely up to date with Ring of Honor. Just it personifies each of their group's brand very well. Mm-hmm. And this match starts off with fantastic chain wrestling between these two. Yeah, which, before we before we get into that bad ahead. news, Tracy Williams does not have a hot sauce. If he he should have a hot sauce if he I ever agree. gets the opportunity to do so. Because I would literally buy it in the blink of an eye. How about anyway, a second. Yeah, let, let's get into the, let's get let's actually get into this now. So these two get into some fantastic chain wrestling, uh, in which Williams actually gets the better of it when he locks in a firm uh, a lock on Deppin's ball and joint socket, mm-hmm. which Deppin has to get forced to get out of it by turning it into a pin. Which is very good. The two then call an elbow tie up again, but this time Williams actually gets the rope break. And mm-hmm. oh my god, I just remembered now. The match the two of them had was at the Ring of Honor was at the pure tournament Ring of Honor had. Yes. So and in the pure and, and under pure rules, you only have I think three rope yeah, breaks per three match. Three rope right? breaks a match. So when Williams gets it, Deppin says, You only you get uh <laughs> Deppin says he gets uh that he gets more than uh I believe he gets more than three this time. Kind of like I was like, Oh shit. And that does come into play because, boy, howdy, are there a lot of rope breaks this match. Oh, yeah. Deppin, I think after this, yeah, this is where Deppin firmly hits Williams several times and tells him that he's tired of his shit, which then just unleashes the beast that is Williams. Very, yes, yes, it does. Uh, yeah, there, uh, hardcore strikes from Williams, he for sure, on that one. beat the piss out of Deppin into the oh, floor yeah. near the corner. Oh, yeah. It was a literal straight callback to when Deppin said that Williams beat him into the mat. Like, he destroyed him in this little bit here. Yeah, this, these two, I feel like this whole match, these two were like, let's just actually fight and see what happens. Yeah. Like, there was, I feel, I feel like they're just like, yeah, we're gonna scrap. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna bunch each, we're gonna knock the hell out of each other. Dude, they were throwing potatoes this yeah match. they fucking were they were landing those shots dropping bombs on each other's faces absolute absolute haymakers let's see so Deppin gets I think at this point like there's a cool little sequence where Deppin gets on the apron and tries to flip over Williams but Williams actually catches him in like a uh, kind of like an inverted backpack hold and then hits a surfboard like submission on Deppin mm-hmm. that he um gets out of with an arm drag, which then sets off a well-executed and fast-paced sequence between these two, which Deppin ends by double-stopping the back of William's neck. Yes. Which became uh, Deppin's primary uh, target for the rest of this match, really. Makes sense. Uh, that double-stop probably did a number on him, so uh, uh, it's fair that Deppin kept going after the neck. It's like it's like that, that, that style of wrestling we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I forgot what match we were talking about, but it's that, that pick-a-spot, and bullseye it the rest of the match, you yep. know? 
pick a spot. That's where you're fight. That's where you're hitting the rest of the match to 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 try to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Deppen's control for a bit more until he throws Williams on the apron, and then Williams is actually able to counter an arm drag from Deppen into an arm bar. Yes. And then uh, I believe this is the part where Deppen, as he is recovering, uses the ref to shield him before he headbutts Williams in the gut several times, and then just wallops his chest, as I wrote here, with strikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some some stiff strikes. Yeah, stiff fucking strikes. And then Williams immediately gets payback with a chop and then a half and half suplex where he just hooks one of Deppen's legs for leverage and just drops him on his head. Yeah. This so this match, it's not it's not it, I feel like this this match was great because it wasn't your typical it did it didn't feel like your typical like oh, heel beats up face, face makes comeback, heel shuts him down, heel continues to dominate, face makes comeback, mm-hmm. face win. You know, yeah. this match just felt like a back and forth. These two just trading haymaker after haymaker, yep. hold after hold, just going back and forth on each other. Nobody can seem to get the upper hand on the other. They keep finding ways out of like it. Just it just felt like an action. This felt like a fight. Of mm. this felt like a uh uh of that. This just really felt like a wrestling match instead of it didn't it didn't feel like it didn't have that like choreographed feel. It just felt like these two were just going at it. Yes, I agree with that. <sighs> so let's see. Depp with uh, Williams in control. He hits a running elbow into Deppin's face in the corner and then hits an underhook suplex from the middle turnbuckle. He mm-hmm. then beats the shit out of Deppin until Deppin is forced to yank him throat first into the top rope. Not throat first. He he grabbed his arm and he jumped off the apron and he and it was a shoulder. It oh, was the bad, shoulder. it was the bad. It was the bad shoulder uh, that Tracy that Tracy mm-hmm. Williams had taped up going into this one. So the two then square off onto the apron and then just beat the shit out of each other until Williams oh, yeah. put Deppin's back in the ring. There's a pointer where Williams like kicks Deppin in the back of the head and I'm pretty sure he legit kicked in there because like Deppin looked like he went out of it for like a hot second there. I mean, there was a lot of points. There were a lot, they probably, they, probably went, like, they probably went out for a second. I was like, oh my god. So yeah, then Williams puts Deppin back in the ring, and then Deppin Ushiguroshi's him off the apron and then hits a Topeko and Hilo, and then a diving crossbody from the top rope because Deppin's just a fucking tank and can take everything that Williams has dished out at this point. Yeah, that, that cannonball Tope where he did, like, the senton in the middle was mm. awesome. Oh, it's great. Uh... And then one of like one of my like low key favorite spots happened after this, where he throws him back in the ring, mm-hmm. and uh, Deppin like hits like like a, a quick combo yes. that like really popped me, where it was like an atomic drop into a foot stomp into like a big gut kick, and then he just knee drops him. Yep, right in the back it was, of his neck. It, I don't know what it was. It was such a simple combo, but damn it was just buttery smooth yeah, it and it just looked sick it was just like atomic drop foot stop kick to your gut that's so hard you fall to the floor mm-hmm. and then just knee drop to the back of your head oh, to end it like wow fantastic very very good let's see uh, i think after this Deppin uh just continuously chops the shit out of williams when he finally gets to his feet in the middle of the ring to the corner mm-hmm. and then gets into what i've wrote here is my favorite spot of the match oh i agree williams is Get some space from Deppin with a back elbow. Mm-hmm. Deppin Ushiguroshi's him as he gets to the top rope. And then Deppin goes for something, but Williams then drives him just face first into the top turnbuckle with like a DDT. That right just off of the top him. buckle. Just yeah. Unbelievable. I remember thinking to myself, that was a very that could have been very dangerous. That could have been very dangerous. If you move back a bit too far and he ate the little like the uh, metal part that keep connects the turnbuckle to the uh the post, that would have been Yeah, that that was a spot that needed 
pinpoint accuracy. And yet, and he landed it. Deppen went. I mean, it's Tony Deppen. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Deppen kicks out of it, and uh, Whippins then immediately locks in his front face lock or bell lock finisher. Yep. But Deppen is actually able to get out of it with a rope break, and then again, the two just beat the holy hell out of each other. Until Williams is able to catch Deppen out of a leapfrog and hit him with a Death Valley driver. That was so sick. That was so sick. Oh my god, just planted him. Yeah, it was awesome that he just, like, caught him out of midair and was just like, and slam. Mm -hmm. Like, no hesitation, even a little bit. Like, Deppen is out for a bit here, and he seemingly is knocked out. But then he goes and tries to get a sneaky jackknife cover pin on Williams when Williams tries Mm -hmm. to, like, pick him up. But Williams actually gets out of it, and then he, oh my god, then eats two closed fist punches straight to the mouth, and then Deppen locks in an amazing chicken wing anaconda vice walk. They call, I think they called it like a one-arm cattle mutilation, right? Something like that. I, it looked fucking sick. Yeah, it looked brutal. I thought that was gonna be it, really, because yeah. I thought that, like he was. I, I looked like it looked like Williams had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. But Williams does get like. His big toe on the on the bottom yeah, rope. His one toe on the bottom rope gets his rope break, and I believe commentary was like, if this was the tournament, he wouldn't have any more rope breaks left at this point now. So that would just be he would just be stuck in that. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. It's funny to think how that how uh, they were they were hyping it up all match that uh, that uh, Deppen kept using all the rope breaks, and it's like he wouldn't have had those in pure rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, but then the it it not being pure rules ends up saving Williams, who is yeah. the pure wrestler, you know. So after the rope break, Deppen tries to I assume stomp on the back of Williams' neck from the top rope. Mm-hmm. Williams rolls out of the way and then lariats Deppen and then nails him with a pile driver. Yeah, but unfortunately for him, either Deppen is got the ring awareness of a god and gets his feet on the ropes, or he over eagerly pulls his legs back because he gets his foot on the ropes. And yeah, this... again, uh, like another another rope break for de- saving Depp in here. Mm-hmm. And this just absolutely infuriates Williams, who's like, "Oh, you want to had... talk about violence, huh?" And he pulls off his brace. He's motions him to get up so he can beat his ass. He then beats the shit out of Tony with about everything he's got at this point. But that was after Tony goes, "Bring it on!" Yeah, and he flips <laughs> Tony, him off. Tony was like up on his knees, and he just like gave him like the "Come on." Yep. And then. Unfortunately, this loss in composure actually is his down. It leads to his demise because Deppen, as he's like in just beating the shit out of him, is actually able to roll him up for the win. Yeah, yeah, he's able to catch, to like catch a leg and get him in like this interesting roll up, like mm-hmm. like trapping his legs and uh, getting the one two three, and Deppen becomes the new uh, Ring of Honor Television Champion. And uh, of course, his faction comes out and celebrates because they are going yeah, against. Violence- the rest of Violence Unlimited comes yeah. out. That would be Dickinson, Homicide, and Brody King. Yeah. All three of which I would never want to fight in a real fight because they would probably I'm about to, kill me. I was about to say, what a terrifying team, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and with, it's just with Depp. It's like, like all, all four Christ. of those people, man. Jesus. Yeah, that's a fucking group. As they are now going to try to take all the belts back from the, found, or from the foundation in general. Mm-hmm. I actually do like one little thing here. Like, a little detail is that as Deppin is congratulating, he's walking away. You can see in the ring that Williams goes from, like, absolutely livid to he lost to just absolutely devastated. That he let his emotions and the violence get the best of him, and he let himself make a stupid mistake like that, and he lost. He was definitely not happy about it. I really like the dichotomy of those emotions, because it's easy for a wrestler to just be mad and just stay mad. But he, I just liked how he, went, he actually went through the trouble looking just fucking devastated that he made that mistake. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll play. I'm sure they'll have more matches. And, oh uh, yeah, those feelings will play into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this match. Me too. I I really like this one. Uh, this was uh, if you look up the textbook definition of a technical wrestling match, man, this was it. Yeah. But of course it is. It's a Tony Deppin match. He is a technical wrestling, basically god at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the man, the, the things this man could do in the ring is absolutely unreal. Oh yeah, I. Uh, and same same thing with Tracy Williams. Tracy Williams did was was no slouch in this one either. Yeah, Tracy Williams uh, had a great match too. Yeah, these two kick the absolute crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were going with the round two of a Donnybrook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but man, like I, yeah, I really, I really love this. This just straight slobber knocker, and when I say slobber knocker, it's just stiff strikes and just these two beating, beating the crap out of each other mm-hmm. until until one of them couldn't anymore. Yep, I'm gonna give it a mark uh, out. I also give it a mark out. This match was amazing. Great fucking match. Tony Deppin, man, he's starting. Tony Deppin is starting to get on like the 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 same wavelength as Mike Bailey for me, where it's like. Can Tony Deppin have a bad match? I don't know. We don't know. I, I'm in, I'm starting to get in that camp for Tony Deppin as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's that's all of the matches uh, we had this week. So why don't we why don't we why don't we uh, flash back to last week oh, uh, and 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 uh, go to the double down here. <laughs> The double tap. I can't even do the fucking thing this time. I, can't, I, I couldn't even do the voice either. I'm just so upset about it. God. Uh, but yeah, we're going into the double down. Uh, this is the segment of the show where we would have flashed back to last week if, you know, last week there was an episode. Uh, but uh, we still ha- we still did watch matches. There was a recording. It just got lost. So we did have matches to watch for the double down. Uh, and we're gonna get a little bit. And since you, since you guys weren't able to hear what matches we did watch last week, we're gonna get a little more. We're gonna get a little deeper into our double down matches here. We'll, we'll have more of a conversation about them than we usually do. Uh, just so you could get some semblance of uh, last week's missed episode. So join us on this impromptu, slightly different double down. Yeah, join us on this uh, more in depth double down that we have this week. Uh, so. Last week, the Double Down... Do you remember who started in the Double Down? Uh, I guess not last week, but the week before. Uh, I went second, so that means you did. Okay. So why don't you kick us off with the match that I did give you last week, which was Candice LeRae taking on Joey Janela from uh, AIW. Yep. Uh, this match was short, sweet, to the point, with amazing wrestling that I had a great time watching. I agree, hundred percent. This match was. I, 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 sometimes matches being short hurts them, but this one, I think it, it was perfect. Oh yeah, so they the did brief, a great job of using the time. The briefest of backstory for this match is that Janela was supposed to fight Matt Cross, but Matt Cross broke his leg, so Larray was the surprise Bummer. replacement. I mean, I, I'll take that any day. I don't know. I haven't seen a Matt. I don't know if I've seen a Matt Cross match, but uh, I hope that he recovered well after that. I'm sure he's fine. On a side note, though, the match was a banger that came on after it. I agree. So, Joey immediately overpowers Candice at the start with, like, a ch- shoulder charge. And as he goes to, like, taunt to the camera, I love how Larray just trips him and he just eats shit on the mat. Yup. And then an arm drag right afterwards. And uh, he then gets, a, I believe, yes, he gets hit with a Hurricane Rana by Larray after this. But he actually flips onto his feet, so he just doesn't take any damage from it. And then he offers a handshake, and of course, because Janelle is going to be the asshole in this match, uh, Candice goes for it, and he gets her to wrist lock and yanks her to the mat via her hair. 
Yikes. And then aggressively. Yeah, a a just, dirty move from Janela. Yeah, and then he just aggressively, like, throws her from corner to corner. And <laughs> until he actually begins to taunt her, like, he starts flexing. And then she uses the opportunity to actually lock in an octopus on him. Yes, the octopus lock is such a cool I love that hold. submission hold. It's fantastic. Yeah. So Doe then gets out of it by turning this into a backbreaker, and then he holds Lorray there, but she's actually able to get out of it, kneeing him really, really, like, stiffly in the face with her knee, like, right in his jaw. And we're going, damn, he just, she's just straight up hit him in the face. Very, very, yeah, it, it was it was stiff. I love her after brutal. this. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead. I just said jo- it was brutal. Joey lifted her up into a lawn dart position and yelled, Johnny Gargano! Because he's going to mock how Johnny Gargano does the lawn dart. Mm-hmm. And then Lorraine gets out of it and then hits a disgusting-looking Hurricane Rana DDT that made Janela straight Scorpion for a second. I actually paused the video to see if he did. Yeah, straight just like up, a hard folded, poison Rana. Gone. That man ate the mat for that. <laughs> she then gets a suicide dive, gets him back in the ring, and hits a drop kick from the top rope. And then out of nowhere, Janela just connects with a gunshot of a super kick that just completely stops her dead in her tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, that caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, Candace got some momentum. Oh. Oh, nope. She died. <laughs> and then despite Joey's attempts to maintain control, Candace is actually able to just grab him mid-running the ropes and then slam him to the mat with a German, which knocks them both down. The two then get Very up at the nice. same time, but Candace gets the first shot in and then repeatedly forms Janela until he hits her with a forearm of his own as she is winding up for her last hit. Instead of dazing her, though, this just pisses her off, and then she proceeds to just rapidly form and chop the shit out of Janela's chest until it's beat red right oh, into yeah. the corner. And I remember thinking to myself that she had really good uh, her she had really good strikes. Like I remember her chops all sounded pr- great. The punches looked good. It didn't like it like a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janelle, of course, retreats to the outside because he's being a little bitch this match. And Lorraine <laughs> follows him out and continues to beat him down. She then kicks him over the bow- crowd barricade, and then roll follows up with a fucking rolling senton from the apron over the crowd barricade into Janela, which I thought was awesome. And then she rolls him into the ring and spikes Janelle on the mat with a tornado DDT from the top. Yep. When he kicks out of it, she immediately locks in the Gargano escape. This That was my favorite spot of the whole match, where he kicks out and she immediately just catches his arm and is like, all right, submission time. Submission time, baby. Janela does get out of it, though, with a rope break. And then we also, get the sudden finish. Also, can, we just, can we just talk about how Janela, real quick, kind of like foreshadowed that by yelling, Johnny Gargano, yeah. earlier when he, was doing, when he was about to do the thing. Yeah. You taunt the man, you get his what? You get his finisher from his wife. Yep. Uh, and then we get to the sun finish of the match, where Joe Nello just boots her in the stomach and then hits her with this awesome package pile driver into neckbreaker for the win. Yes. I actually yeah. really uh, like the way this move looks. Uh, I don't know if he. I actually haven't seen a Janela match in AEW in a while. I don't know if he uses this finisher, but I haven't. I've, I've. That was the first time I've ever seen him use that move. But that's a fucking fantastic move. The it's only really sick. The it's only really, really downside sick. of that move, I think, is that you need someone small enough to pull off the flip and for relatively safe looking. Because if you did it on someone like Brian Cage, I, I don't think that move would look as good. I mean, Candice LeRae is the perfect person to yeah, use that move on, right? Exactly. Uh, I actually really like this match. I, I also very much like this one. Like. The only gripe I have was because it's shorter, but that's only but that's just because I just wanted more. I just wanted, yeah, exactly. It's like I wanted more. Like this match was good. Mm-hmm. In spite of the fact this match was apparently like a last minute change, everything was great. Joey did a fantastic job with his character work, making himself look like a dickhead. Candice looked like a valiant babyface. The strikes was great. The wrestling was great. Get some mark out from me. Yeah, same here. This is 
this was uh, a a great match from both from both people. Like I like I like we I think I said it in the the lost recording. It's like no one came out looking ba- looking bad. Oh yeah. Like sure there was a winner and a loser, but they both came out looking strong as hell, right? Correct. And I think I think that's one thing I loved about Candice LeRae's uh intergender wrestling like career, like where like where she would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh is that no matter what the outcome was, both people always looked better in the end instead of one looking worse, you know, like mm-hmm. no matter who the winner was. And that was always, I think, a testament to the competitors in the ring, yeah. uh, whether it was Candice LeRae or Janela, but it's just, uh, these two had great chemistry this match, I think, and they really worked well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it made for an awesome match. I think I, I gave it a high meh, I believe. I don't know if I got to that markout territory, but I don't. I think you gave it a high meh too. What? I think you also gave. I think you gave it a high meh. Yeah, I think I gave it a high meh as well last week. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. It's a great match. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so I believe the next th- the match I gave you to look at was Nikki Adams and Jared Evans match at Warriors of Wrestling. Yes, you gave me. Yes, this was this was an interesting uh, an interesting matchup. Uh, we we've seen we've seen Jared Evans Jared Evans before, like you like you said the the Karen of pro wrestling. The Karen of pro wrestling. Uh, we've seen Jared Jared Evans before, and uh, he's done great stuff. And uh, I've never seen Nikki Adams before, so I was excited for this one. And she put on a good show. She definitely uh, uh, didn't disappoint. Uh, mm. Nikki Adams put on a great. They, these these two both put on a great match. Um, I do want to mention right off the top before I get dive into this one. What was the ref wearing? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the lost recording. Yeah, the referee for this match is like a guy in all black and a luchador mask. Yeah, it was like in, this is interesting. It seemed it seemed wrong, you know. Yeah. But like, hey, I don't know. Excalibur wears a mask on commentary, right? So it's like, uh, you do you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, uh, I remember when I saw that, I was like. Okay, I'm like I've seen refs wear awesome looking shorts and like you know like red shoes. Red shoes. Some of them are wearing like I don't know. Like there's some people that have like just like signature looks. And this guy was just like, I'm gonna wear a full on lucha mask. And I'm like, okay, full on lucha mask and just all black, like head to toe. Yep, covered. Like this guy had not not a singular like inch of skin showing. Not a. I. It must have been hot as hell in that outfit too. Oh, absolutely! I would, I probably would have died. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, this match, this match is pretty solid. At uh, they, they go through some uh, cool sequences at first, where they're like reversing each other's holds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evans is get Evans with some nice wrist lock. Like uh, Nikki Adams is just kind of overpowering Evans in this one. Yeah. Uh, and Evans is like trying to use his agility to get out of these holds with like uh, doing some flippy shit and mm-hmm. rolling around, trying to get out of these wrist locks. Yeah. Uh, but just Adams just keeps overpowering him, taking him back down to the mat. Uh, and she's just really wearing him down at the beginning with these holds. It just seems like it's it starts off, it's a slow, methodical pace, and Nikki Adams is just trying to slow Jared Evans down in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that worked really well for this match. I think the pacing of this match was great. Yes. I think uh, from start to finish, uh, the way the match progressed, it felt natural. It felt like what these wrestlers how it felt like how these two would try to fight each other you know mm-hmm. it's like evans trying to get the quick offense the big the big high flying moves and nikki adams just trying to wear him down and, and get to that long game you know yeah and and just overpower him in the end mm-hmm. uh so i thought i thought it was really neat and i thought it, they uh these two played off each other very very well 
Um, there's one point uh, in this match that there's a, there's this one spot that I really liked where yeah Jared Evans hits Adams with like a Hurricane Rana mm-hmm. out of the oh uh, no sorry they were in the corner and. Evans, like, Irish whipped Adams into the corner, and then she, like, goes to do that thing where, like, she jumps up and, like, hops over him. Yes. But instead of hopping over him, she, like, catches his head with the head scissors, mm-hmm. hits hits a Hurricane Rana, and then Ooh, yeah. while Evans tries to recover, Adams just, like, nails him on the button with a super kick. Mm-hmm. That just drops him. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looked awesome. Uh, then Evans finally does catch a break at that, uh, for that, from that brutal spot that you talked about that nobody heard about yet, but the spot was... Oh, God, um, that spot. Yeah, uh, Nikki Adams was on the apron. Yes. And she was going to climb up to the top rope, and while she was on the second rope, Evans goes, there it is, and just drop kicks her legs out, and she just guillotines herself on the top rope. (laughs) And, oh, man, it looked rough. It was one of the... It looked rough. It... Oh, (laughs) that... I remember I saw, I was like, if that was a bump that someone told me to take, I'd be like, there better be some good... There better be a good-ass fucking spot I have after this goddamn... There better be a good reason for that, There better be a good fucking reason for hitting this. Yeah, that was... That was brutal. Uh... Then, then there's the one point where Evans finally gets control and he uh, traps uh, Adams' arm, and it looks like he's going for like that thing that Undertaker does, the old school, like where they yeah, walk, where he walks across the rope and does like the elbow. But instead of doing an elbow, he like grabs, he like grabs Nikki Adams, gets up to the top rope, walks to like the middle, and then Ooh, off yeah. of the off of the top rope, he just hits her with a flying knee and just <laughs> knocks her the fuck out. I fucking love that. So I was just like, this man was just like, I'm gonna just knee you in the face. Oh, it was so sick. Um, there's one point where uh, Adams hits, like, a gigantic lariat as well. Oh, that yeah. It just, like, turns Evans inside out. I think I said, gone episode, uh, I sent him into another fucking dimension or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, like, knocked him for a loop. Uh, then there was that awesome Pele by Ev- that awesome Pele kick from Evans. Mm-hmm. Oh, my uh, God, that, that Pele kick with. was so good looking. So clean. So clean. Um, then there's this one shot that just kind of distracted me, where they're in the middle of wrestling and they're both oh, down, and like the ref out. is ca- the ref is counting, and then all of a sudden the camera just pans over to just some random person just like laying on the ground. Yeah, they're like laughing. And it's like, who like is that? that? And I'm like, did I miss a joke? What? It's like, who's that? Why are you just like on the floor? I don't understand. Like, what are you doing here? I felt sir? like I, I felt like the wrestlers on the outside of the string because that was that was the audience of this match. There's a bunch of wrestlers. I feel like I missed it out a joke yeah. they had made with each other. So fun uh fun, fun fact here real quick. The, the audience is a bunch of wrestlers and I actually funny enough I actually did recognize one of them. Uh I Ooh. was I was at a school uh I was at ECPW which is East Coast Pro Wrestling. Uh they're I think they're in Newark. They're like right like right like right by Newark. Um and I went there to go check out the school because at one point uh, I went to a bunch of different schools to try to find a place to do commentary or refereeing mm-hmm. uh, because I was interested in that. But uh, it wrestling school is expensive, man. Um, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> and yeah, uh, but when I was checking out schools to go to that, I was uh, I, I I got to see some some training go down. And one of the first people I met was actually uh, one of the guys who was in the in the wrestling in like the wrestler crowd who was surrounding the ring. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if you do watch this match at home, the one in like the the Andre the on the like Andre the Giant kind of like one strap sing- singlet, mm-hmm. uh, and like the tattoo on his chest. His name is Prince Akhenaton. Uh, shout what out a- to shout out to the prince if what you're listening, name. which I doubt, but. Uh, Prince Akhenaten, and he was one of the first people I talked to and, like, met at ECPW, uh, and he was, he was super chill, he was, like, really welcoming, he did not, he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, upset at, he was, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like sometimes people are, like, cold towards, like, people who are, like, trying to get into it, you know, and, like, people mm-hmm. who would be newbies, but yeah. he was really welcoming, he was super cool, uh, we had a nice conversation about all the different places he went, he went to, and, uh, how the t-shirt he was wearing, uh, he got as payment for one of his matches. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I, I just thought that was, I just thought that was interesting. Cause I was like, Hey, I recognize that guy. Neat. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we talked about who was that weird random person out cold at ringside. Uh, but this match does end up coming to an end where they both get back to their feet. And, uh, Nikki Adams hits a huge bicycle kick that just knocks Jared Evans the fuck out. Yep. And uh, Nikki Adams is able to get the one, two, three, and win this match. Uh, I gave this one a high meh. I really like this one. I these, like I said, the flow of the match was great. I think these two, there was a, the wrestling was solid. There, I didn't see any. There was no botches to speak of here. I, I don't think. I don't believe there were either. Uh, there was some pretty brutal spots that I really loved. There was that uh, that that drop kick off the second rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that flying knee, that lariat that just turned Evans inside out. I. Uh, I thought it was sweet. Uh, these two, these two put on a good, a good match, and I really liked it. So I'm gonna give it the high meh. What, uh, what did you give it last week? Since we, we don't really know about that. Oh <laughs> what, yeah. Like, what, what, what were your thoughts on this one? I believe I also gave it a high meh, and I said I had a similar feeling on the match. I think I believe I said I liked thought the the match had great wrestling and strikes by both of them. Evans had great a great character work here, but I I expect that from Evans at this point. I thought they mm-hmm. sold, they each did a great job of selling each other's offense. And I just thought the match was overall very good. I believe yeah. I gave it a high mat as well. Yeah, very cool. I, I also, yeah, the high mat I think is uh, deserved for sure. For sure. Uh, it's super, super sweet. Um, yeah, go check it out if you can. It is uh, from Warriors Wrestling, Nikki Adams taking on Jared Evans. Uh, this match is definitely worth the watch. Uh, I really liked it. Mm. Um, and I think that that about does it for this week's episode, huh? Yeah. All right, and now that we are all done, that just leaves the plugs. And rem- uh, so remember to go check. <laughs> remember to stay subscribed and go give us a five star review over on iTunes. If you give us a five star review and leave a review in the comments, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Um, and if you also, and another way to get a shout out on this show uh, is to go to our is to go check out our Twitter at CountOutPod, uh, where you can interact with the whole CountOut family, and you can recommend matches for independent waters which if you do we will give you a shout out on the show as well uh so go do that over at countout pod on twitter and if you're looking for some more shows to watch here on the network uh go check out hit the books every friday where me and ryan knightsey book smackdown and raw every single week we are just coming off of our uh backlash special building towards what we thought was money in the bank but the rug got pulled out from under us and uh WWE decided that Hell in a Cell was next instead. So yeah. <laughs> now we now now we got some changes to make to our cards. But um uh, but we're, we're we're now booking I guess towards Hell in a Cell and not Money in the Bank like we thought. But go check that out if you're into fantasy booking. Uh it's a great show. And also go check out the other, all the other fun shows here on the Countout Network. Uh like how to talk to your friend about wrestling every Thursday and your dose of death every Tuesday. Uh 
Yeah. Uh, oh, and go check out G One and only every other Monday if you're into New Japan and uh, very do- do- document. Why do I always have trouble with this word? Documentary. Documentary. Do- what? If documentary. You, if into, yeah, if you're into documentary style uh, podcasts, go check out uh, G One and only Ryan Ryan Knightsy goes over uh, people who have been in the G One Supercard one time and one time only. Um, and yeah, uh, go check out the YouTube channel Count Out Podcast. Um, and go check out our website, countoutpod.com, for everything else you need to know about the Countout, the Countout Network in general. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up. Zach, you got anything to plug? Uh, nothing to plug. As per usual. Of course, Zach, I have one thing left to say, but before I get to that, that one thing left to say, let's give everybody a preview of next week, which I promise won't get lost this time. But <laughs> next week, I'll give everybody a preview. Uh, uh, my matches for next week, we got Warhorse versus DD Trash from ICS Wrestling yet again. Nice. And we got Lindsay Snow versus Angel Camacho from uh, from Mission Pro Wrestling. Nice. Mission Pro's always got some good wrestling. Oh yeah, I'm very excited for this one. What do you got? What do you bring next week? I have Kira Hogan going against Priscilla Kelly at Elite Wrestling Entertainment. Priscilla Kelly, you might now know as Gigi Dolan if you are a WWE stan. True, true. And uh, actually, well, holy shit, I didn't even know that was her name. I yeah, she got signed, yeah she, she, she's in NXT, she's in NXT yeah. uh, and her her new ring name in NXT is Gigi Dolin. I, re- I prefer Kelly, but you do you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, she had to change her name, right? But yeah. hey. What are you going to do? You know, like I said, Priscilla Kelly. Uh, I mean, it, Gigi Dolan, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly. But yeah, you got this match. Yeah, and you then... To finish your, to round it out, I have Angelico going against Ashley Dunn at Rising Sun Pro Wrestling. Nice. Because I am currently on my AEW shit catching up, and Angelico's got matches. And every time I watch this man in the ring, I'm like, God fucking damn it, he is talented. So he can move. I decided to watch a match from his, and also the match that was lost in the aether that we watched from Lucha Underground also got me in a Lucha mood. Yeah, so so, so we, we were saving that one for a surprise uh, when when it was coming out, but we watched uh, Phoenix versus Neil Muertes in a death match last week. It was a good uh, match. And if, if y'all are interested in hearing about that, we we could do like a quick review and post it at some point, uh, maybe. Just let us, like I said, let us know on yeah. that Twitter. I cannot pod. Yeah, let us know. I'll be glad to talk about that match again. M- me as well. Uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And of course, the last match we're gonna save as a surprise because, uh, you know, gotta get you in somehow. We gotta reel those viewers in somehow. Mm-hmm. So uh, join us next week if you want to know what that surprise is, and if you want to hear the review of uh, all these matches we just talked about. And now, with that out of the way, that leaves me one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast.
Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.